You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, I think this is like four or five episodes in a row I've had a mate on the podcast. It's getting to be really, really enjoyable. But a mate that has a very similar experience to me, which is even more enjoyable to talk about, and I'm sure, uh, Simus. And I'm going to I'm gonna say your last name, but I'm gonna, I hope I don't butcher it. I'm remembering how you used to tell me how to say it. Gumalauskas. That's pretty Get good. In. I'm so happy about that. Uh, Simus was on the podcast. I met Simus uh, when we did real estate at Cal Williams Elite together. Uh, but uh, Simus graduated from SNU. So we have that in common. And obviously, from his name, you could probably tell he's not from America, uh, from Lithuania. That's true, yeah. So, man, what's it like in Lithuania compared to growing up in Oklahoma or being in Oklahoma? Well, obviously, it's a little bit different, you know, and. Um, a lot of people ask me, what is the biggest difference between the United States and Europe or mm-hmm. Lithuania in particular, you know? And it, it's, car- it's hard to explain in general. You just kind of have to live and feel it. Yeah. You know, one first thing that comes to mind is obviously the weather. We are at the same latitude as Canada, but a little bit, okay. just a little bit warmer maybe. We have four seasons. But winters get a lot, a lot colder. Really bad winters. Then like you actually get snow. We actually get snow. <laughs> yeah. Not like snow day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's one. Uh, two, I guess, um, especially in Midwest United States, you just have so many um, residential homes in general versus mm-hmm. flats, what we call them in Europe, you sure. know, as opposed to like maybe condos here equivalent, you know. Uh, and everything is just so much more compact there. Yeah. Uh, and it allows people to maybe walk more, uh, more accessible, you know, just everything is closer where. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny story regarding this, um, I told my dad when I came to Oklahoma back in 2004, I said, dad, I really, really need a car. And he said, no, you don't, you can walk everywhere. And I said, you don't, <laughs> you, you, you don't understand. We're, we don't live in a yeah. small town, Lithuania, you know? And um, he said, well, you have a, a food card to, to go to eat in the university. You have books and you, you can study. That's all you need to do and do, yeah. do sports, you know. And then um, when he came uh, for my graduation, I was already a senior in college, you know. The first day he goes, you need to drive everywhere here. <laughs> I said, well, no <laughs> like, kidding. No. I've been trying to tell you for four years, you know. Yeah. He said, yeah, you should, You need a car. Yeah. You know, so. I was the same way, though. I got my, I didn't get a car until my senior year, but I, I yeah. had my driver's license. I took my test and had like car insurance and a driver's license. Yeah. So I could drive friends' cars. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, and public transport is non-existent here compared to what it is back home. Yeah, it's a right? little bit different. You may you may have uh, some similarities, maybe like um, on a s- l- much larger scale, like right. in big cities, you know, on east or west coast, you know, where you yeah. the public transport is much more developed. But you're right, it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah. So you came to us need to run track. Yeah. So originally, I came. Uh, I was a foreign exchange student. Okay. Back in uh, 2002, and I um, I went to uh, Willis, uh, Texas, mm-hmm. and it's a small school uh, about 30 minutes away from Houston area. So I was uh, a senior in high school there, 
and my I was actually playing basketball and basketball was my passion and basketball is a number one sport in Lithuania okay you know and that uh, just had some history there with winning quite a bit and it was it was fun I enjoyed it um, long story short you know I I went to Texas A&M and like Blinn College um, tried to basically obtain a um, a degree from mm-hmm. Texas A&M, but back in 2003, I believe, and I, I don't know if exact numbers, but I believe that out-of-country, because you have in-state, out-of-state, and out-of-country tuition in the United States, mm-hmm. um, I think that year the tuition doubled from twenty-three to $47,000 a year, and it just wasn't viable. Yeah. So I uh, called a few friends from Willis that actually had some uh, relatives that used to go to SNU, and they, that's why they came here. Yeah. And they were a big part uh, and a big reason why I came to SNU. I just wanted a little bit more structure, you know, which is what SNU provided, um, where you do your homework every week and submit it, you know, I just <laughs> yeah. kind of needed that. Um, and and I, I came here in 2004 to Oklahoma and I uh, met Amy, my wife, yeah. and I have two kids now, so lived here That's ever crazy. since. Yeah. yeah. And you, I, looking back on it, and I've done this too, you look back and like, I never, when you're in your freshman or your junior or whatever it is, you never see yourself here for this amount of time. No, you don't. And, and really, my, my goal from early age, I remember talking with my dad back maybe when I was a freshman in high school already, you know, that I really, really wanted to come to the United States and get a degree here. Yeah. Uh, we discussed with my dad and, you know, I know that opportunities are just so much greater just having a, a degree mm-hmm. here versus in Lithuania. You know, it's, it's just more recognizable globally, especially if you, uh, with the European Union opening its gates, you know, among yeah. the countries there, you, it would be just so much easier to to land jobs in other countries in Europe too, you know? Right. So, so that was kind of my goal. Uh, when I came here, I wanted to get a degree, and I, I knew I was going to get a master's degree as well. So I graduated in 07 and then got a master's degree in 08. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, with the kind of right around the financial crisis when it all happened, you know, economy was losing about 800,000 jobs a month. But I was able to get a job at Devon Energy, you know, and I was I was very very proud of that, and and, yeah. and um, that. That along with, you know, like uh, dating Amy at that time, you know, that's what kind of led me to staying here. Yeah. And then obviously later on, Amy and I got married. So so from a young age, then you really wanted to be out here. Was it? I as, did. Uh, not Oklahoma, though. Well, of course. <laughs> you know? I didn't think. I didn't know what it was. I, yeah. Oklahoma is just not. Right now, it's a lot, a lot more popular because of the Thunder sure. team. Uh, just especially when we had... Uh, kind of the MVP trio, Durand, Harden, yeah. and Westbrook, you know, they really put Oklahoma on a map, mm-hmm. basically a global map. Uh, when you think about the United States, you, obviously the, the go-to cities, New York and Los Angeles, right. you know, that are the most popular, but also like Chicago, Miami, you know, those larger cities in mm-hmm. the United States. Um, and people know like larger states like California, you know, or Texas and stuff, but n- nobody really talks about Oklahoma. Right. And, um, but I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I like the Midwest. Yeah. I miss the beach. I do miss the beach though. I'm not a fan of the beach. I, I don't know. I, I just want to miss that. Like the Lithuania is, has a, uh, about a hundred miles, I believe, 
or 100 kilometers. I, I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere there. But uh, we have um, a coastal line with Baltic, like Baltic Sea, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I miss that. I really miss that. Although the water in there is a little bit colder. Right. I don't think any Oklahoman would be able to swim no, there. Not no, a chance. Not a chance. They're used to uh, the... The lake water being yes, actually Yes, or 85, the, you know, Fahrenheit. You yeah. Know? I think the highest ever, um, the warmest ever water that I've swam into was like 68 degrees or so, like in the Baltic <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You just do it. Yeah. You know, that's it. That sounds awful to me, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so you clearly have a huge, or have from a young age, had a huge passion for basketball as well then. Yeah, so we actually, uh, I was a two-time national champion in Lithuania. Uh, one of the things that I like to tell people is that we beat um, a team that had an NBA player later on. His name was Linas Kleza, and he used to play for uh, the Missouri University, I think his uh, freshman and uh, sophomore years and then he was I don't remember where he was drafted but he played for Denver Nuggets and uh, Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. I believe and uh, what I like to tell people is that you know he was just a I would say a, an average player you know could score 8 to 10 points with occasional you know 20 30 I think he, yeah. his career high was like 40 but just to know how hard it was to defend him and how we had to triple team him to beat his team, yeah. you know, how good he was. I tell, I just cannot imagine people going against LeBron James or, you know, the likes of of like NBA superstars, you yeah. know, what I call him. Um, you know, that average 30 points in the NBA. So, but that was just such a, such a great experience that we had, you know, mm-hmm. we had a, a great team and, from a city that had only 50,000 kids, you know, we just, you know, one of those teams that just yeah. happens every 50 years or so, every generation. And we were very, very proud to yeah. to do that. How old are you when you won those two? I was about 15, 16. Okay. Yeah, my sophomore and junior year. And then I came right after I came to, to the United States. Yeah. We kind of, and really education was a big, big part of my life, you know, and, and I was more of a, uh, European point guard or just more of a uh, slower pace mm-hmm. um, uh, just uh, more zone defense just I don't know a lot more place where in here you, basketball is a little bit different you have to have a lot more speed a lot more quickness yeah you know? it was interesting to the, the transition was real you know, right. I could feel it uh, how much more athletic kids are in here and a lot of it is because in Lithuania for example we play basketball we started the season in september and we finish it in may whereas here kids go and play uh football first american football uh and then they go play basketball and then they go play baseball you know, they stopped. play multiple multiple sports yeah and i feel like that's where they get the advantage in terms of uh, physicality you know they have to lift so much so mm. many weights during the football season and they come really ready you know yeah. and and, and uh, so that was quite different yeah just uh, just even training schedule i thought that was pretty interesting there are so many differences it's it's right. even fun to reflect i don't know i don't even think about that until i talk to you yeah you know, so what was it like coming what so how, how did you go about like getting the whole foreign exchange student thing set up yeah so uh, i i mean it was 20 years ago almost you know but right. um i just remember my dad um found a company in lithuania that uh basically uh 
you would go and take a test mm -hmm. to see how much English you know, sure. <laughs> I guess, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, sent kids from Europe to New York and kids from Asia basically to Los Angeles. And uh, we went to New York. We stayed there for about four days, I believe. And it was right after 9-11. So 9-11 happened in yeah. September 11, obviously. Yeah. But uh, 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 September 11 of 2001, and we came in 2002. And I remember vividly driving in New York and, and seeing all these uh, places of interest. Mm -hmm. But when they drove through the... Uh, ground zero then yeah the whole bus went to the left side and started taking pictures you know it was just such a, a novelty you yeah. know it's such a big deal uh globally you know um so that's how we we uh, that company found me uh foster parents mm -hmm. in texas and i just flew out uh, to Houston area. That's where they picked me up and I, I stayed with them yeah. for the whole year. One thing I want to say is that when you are, uh, I think back then it was called a J1 visa or okay. something like that. So you're not allowed to travel back uh, the whole year. So you oh, have, you're, you basically stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. And that, that was a big deal for me because yeah, I'm very what, close to my mom. Old, yeah. 17, 18, I was yeah. really close to my mom and dad. I just turned 17. I, yeah. I went there. It was a big shock. I remember waking up in the like the middle of the night with yeah. time changes and everything and just be confused where I am. You know, it was just that big of a shock. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I would say, you know, there are a lot of people that say, Oh, I know English, or oh, I learned English really fast. And it was not the same for me. Yeah, I feel like I was able to what you call in the United States like blossom to where you can actually talk with people. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably by February. So it took me a good six, seven months, you know, to to really, really uh, have good conversations and learn. You yeah, know? it was quite quite a so shock. So you came over to go to finish out, I guess, high school. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. Was that kind of then the plan to, yeah, I'm going to finish high school and then I'm going to go to university? Yes. In the States? Yes. Okay. I remember um, when we came to high school, um, they, were, they didn't want to graduate a lot of our, the European kids because we didn't have uh, two years of, sure. of uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't even know the word, but we didn't stay there for two or three years at the school. And I pestered uh, the principal almost daily in the second half of the year. Yeah. I said, you have to graduate me. I have to, you know, I have to go. Like, I cannot right. come back another year. And he just jokingly said, okay, well, if you win district in basketball, you know, you can graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went nine and one, I remember. And... And we won the district. Yeah. So the next morning, guess where I'm at? I'm knocking on his door. I said, remember what you told me? You yeah. know? He said, no, I don't remember. I said, well, you said if we win district, you know, you, you're going to graduate me. Yeah. He just started laughing, you know. But at the end of the day, hey, yeah, you know, he we all it. graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so. How many of you was it? Um, I would say about 15. So quite a lot. Then. Yeah, there were... Uh, uh, from Brazil, Poland, Germany, Czech Republic, Romania, Lithu me from Lithuania. Yeah, 10, 15, yeah. somewhere there. But you knew absolutely nobody coming over? No, when I came over, I knew nobody. Yeah. I, the, my senior year in high school, when I walked into that school, into mm -hmm. the first class, 
I was the first time in my life I was an outsider. Yeah. And that was awful. I mean, I felt that way when I was 21 coming to university out here, but I can't imagine what it was like in high school. Really? I, I just remember the, the very first thing that happened. This guy that is very outspoken was known, you know, to be like a troublemaker yeah. in school. He raises his hand and he's like, hey, I have a spot next to me, you know, come on here. I just yeah. felt really welcomed, you know, so I was like, sure. It's like know, a big deal. Yeah, let's it? go. I'm yeah. going to go sit down. The first thing he says to me, he's like, how do you say S-H-I-T <laughs> in Lithuanian, you know? And I go, shudas, yeah. you know? And he goes, he raises his hand and he said, teacher, you're shudas. Oh my goodness! I said I'm gonna go home before like not even. I'm not gonna gonna last a day in here, you know. (laughs) I was so embarrassed, but uh, yeah, it was quite a culture shock, and you just learn, you know. So, did you run track for high school, or did that come at just college opportunity? No, I actually I met a lot of friends that ran track in high school, Mm -hmm. you know. And after the basketball season, I just. Uh, did not want to not do anything. Yeah. Just, my goal was still to play basketball, and I wanted. I just joined track. Yeah, and we ran. Yeah. Uh, I just. I kind of ran just mid distance, uh, 400, 800 meters, which is miserable. It is right. Like if the anyone first knows time running, I the ran, 400 and the 800, is 400 like the meters. I remember just sprinted out the first 200. Yeah. And then felt like 20 monkeys jumped on my back. And I yeah. was like, what am I doing in here? Let's go back and shoot some ball. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah. But it was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed people that ran, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in college and in high school. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have a lot of fond memories of, of that part of my life. So I'm, I'm, I was, I'm thankful of that. Right. Too. So you get, you graduate there and then you, you know, you make the connection to come to SNU. Mm-hmm. What was SNU? Did you want to play basketball for SNU? I did. My What I didn't tell you is that my senior year, um, right after the season, I went for a dunk, just kind of like working out, and I busted my knee, basically. <laughs> That's so, something I would do as well. So the whole year, I, I did not work out, you know, and yeah. gained weight. And it just and, and again, to, to my point earlier, I was just never fit to play basketball in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my whole, my whole, all my strengths in basketball were fit for a European basketball to where you play zone, you, you yeah. do a lot of coverage defenses and, and you slow the pace way down. I feel like um, people would know maybe Goran Dragic. I feel like his style of the game, mm-hmm. obviously he's like a hundred times better than me, but that was kind of the player that I was in Europe, sure. you know, and that kind of fit my style. But I, I really did not play after that. My knee was hurting for about two to three years. Yeah. I, I tried to go back and play some JV, but I just didn't feel the, yeah. this, the same anymore. I still, I actually play indoor soccer now. It doesn't require much athleticism, you know, just right. run more and uh, still run a little bit, but yeah. kind of basketball was done after that. How different was SNU to Willis, Texas, the high school there? Because it's not very big, is it? Well, they probably you, the Willis, high school might Willis have been bigger was, than SMU. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about the same. Yeah, you know, 
Um, Quite an easy transition. That was easier, yeah. I think it was harder to go to kind of Blink College, Texas A&M. You know, the reason I'm saying Blink College, Texas A&M is because you could transfer all your credits from Blink College and it was a lot, a lot cheaper. Uh, wow. you know? So yeah. I studied there for a year and with the anticipation of going to Texas sure. A&M. Um, the hardest part there was that we would just take five tests right. a, a, through the semester and then... Yeah, there's no like thirty question quiz no, at the end there are of no class. Quizzes, right? yeah, yeah, it's just and, and when you're 18 years old by yourself in another country, yeah, it's very hard to uh, just stay on concentrate. Yeah, yeah, con- yeah, 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 stay on track. Yeah, um, I still was on a dean's list. I don't know how it was not a very good GPA. So I said <laughs> that's when I found out. I was like, okay, I really need to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you come to SNU and then I guess business degree or is it? Yeah. So uh, business degree in finance and then mm-hmm. I got my MBA, yeah. you know, which was very helpful in, in obtaining a job. I just, I remember very vividly how a lot of kids that did not have a good GPA, you know, uh, would tell us that it's all about who you know and not about your GPA. And I remember the first thing that the recruiter at Devon said is you have a great JPA. You know, yeah. I had almost a 4.0 at, uh, in my master's program, so it, it kind of helped um, with that. And just uh, knowing and understanding where the economy was, where, right. you know, what it was facing, and just kn- knowing kind of the macro economy and, and just having experience back in Europe. And, you know, I used to work for my dad a little bit during summers. Right. Uh, and um, having that knowledge really helped me get a yeah. job and I was really, really Did you go home quite a bit in school? Yes. Yeah, so Summer and Christmas kind of thing? So, yeah. So I used yeah. to go twice a year uh, when I was younger. Uh, and then ever since Ivy, my firstborn, when she was born uh, in 2016, I've been trying to go at least once a year. Yeah. And I was actually going to fly in about two weeks, but the coronavirus <laughs> fears. No. Nope. The thing is, you know, it's just, it's not going there. And, and I know it's... The cold has to stop anything uh, disease going to live well, with you, right? Well, and the, the thing is, is that my biggest fear is that I can get it and it's not going to be as bad for me because but I'm still kids. young, yeah. but I'll be quarantined for uh, quarantined for another two yeah. weeks or so. And, and that's really bad for a family. And I don't want to bring that here. hate you. Oh, yeah. If you come home, you're like, well, I she's a leave. pediatrician, you know, <laughs> she's, you know, you don't want, like she was, she's pregnant with our third yeah. one. I know she was like, there is no way you're going. <laughs> you know? So I told my mom, I actually spoke with my mom and dad just this morning uh, yeah. on Skype, you know, and uh, I told them, I said, mom, I'm really, really sorry. I just won't be, I, I cannot fly right now. And she, right. she completely understands. She, she said that it's for the benefit of our health right yeah, now, yeah. you know, so we'll see. Have they been here yet? Yeah, they've, they've been here a few times for my graduate, both graduations, uh-huh. for my wedding, um, and then it came one other time. Yeah. So. What do they think of it? Outside of you needing a car? <laughs> Outside of, yeah. Uh, my dad loves, like, s- slower pace, and he just, he was just very uh, surprised mm-hmm. how you just can sit in the car and basically can do nothing. You can get food, you can go to the bank, you can go, everything is a drive-through. Everything. You know, you, he said, I literally don't need to get out of the car in yeah. here. I said, yeah, it's, he said, it's so convenient in yeah. here. And another thing that they were shocked about were the portions that yeah. like in a restaurant, 
even coffee mugs are huge yeah. you know like in europe we get those little cappuccino cups sure. where it's like maybe i need three of those yeah yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, know? yeah. whereas here I mean, and I, I kept telling them you know you please don't order that much you, yeah. you don't understand how big of a plate they bring you here you know right. so that was a big thing but but what they do here is you eat and if you don't finish it you basically take a box home sure. you know for for lunch and that was very um foreign to my parents yeah. you know they just didn't understand the concept at all and they thought that i was i don't i don't even know how he put it that i just i don't know but yeah. he that was just shocking to him you yeah. know my aunt was here recently uh and she i think she finished of all the time she was here she may have finished one meal uh, just because yeah. of the portion sizes. Yeah, you have to get and the used only to meal it. it was was like we went to Texas Roadhouse for steak, and she's like, oh, I, "I'll finish this." Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I just remember, uh, you know, there are, there are certain things that are just America is known for because of like the media. So right. like McDonald's, yeah. right, or like the westerns. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the way that it's portrayed in the movies or or, yeah. or, or um, the media itself, and. I just remember coming back the, f- the first year when I came back after high school that summer, people were looking at me and were like, you're not fat. You know, and I said, what do you mean I'm not fat? And they said, well, have you not been eating McDonald's the whole time? Yeah. And I said, no, like you can go to the store and buy normal food. Right. You know, it just, it just skews yeah. the, the, the whole, I don't know, the whole picture of the United States, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, let's say you have that kind of westernization of, of you know, through media, through shows like uh, right. Jersey Shore, you know, it's not what the United States no. is about. But that's what they see there when they watch the shows, you right. know, or like The Bachelor, the what, the, yeah. the what I can think of, you know, and and you really have to live here to understand. It's just, it, it's yeah. this is just a show, you know, that you see. It's not mm-hmm. what the United States is about. And then my mom always now says to all the people that that say like oh in the united states people uh eat a lot of fast food my mom was like well that's not true we yeah. went to the store and there's everything there literally, we could, everything. literally yeah. like the supply in here is unbelievable Did you, that's one thing i miss in europe like when i go to my town yeah it drives me crazy because oh about like the just what you can get yes like, like if you want to get, you get, get it yes <laughs> yeah. it's, you have to go to three stores to assemble something to i mean it's unbelievable right. you know it's just uh, yeah yeah. That's what I love, love, love here. When my, my parents come here and they have a fascination going to Walmart. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, to me, when you're living here, you're like, why are you going? Like, literally every day, well, we're just going to go and have a look around. No. Like, that's, to me, I'm like, it's no thanks. Yeah. It's, it's becoming, you know, that you have like a 10 year lag, maybe, you know, yeah. and, and they, it's coming there too, you know, but it's so novel, you know. Yeah. But it's good though. I'm glad. I'm sure they love coming over and seeing the kids and new ones to come. I'm sure they'll come over soon as well. Oh, they don't. They don't even. I mean, they don't even ask about me anymore. It's all about grandkids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facetime the kids. I'm like, hey, I'm still here, guys. Yeah. And my mom said the other day, well, I was already like 30 years old, and she said, "I we've seen your face every day for 30 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now we're interested in your kids." I said, "Thanks, mom. Yeah, appreciate. It. I'm doing fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing fine." Yeah. <laughs> So you, you know, you, you start running track at SNU, you do your master's and do all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you're super pumped to get the job at Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was it the same thing with like how OPT was still the same as what it was when I did it? Is that was it the same thing? So with the winter international, like my international visa was like, like after I graduated, I had like a year of OPT. They ah, call it. yeah, it's like yeah, a work yeah, experience yeah. visa. Yeah, right? so I had and OPT. you have a year after exactly. your masters as well. That's what it so was. So is that what you did when I you did, got your job? Yeah, I had OPT. Yes. So because then uh, after that year, then you've got to like really get a job and get a green card or yeah I, had, I think it. in Oklahoma you have, you get a green card after OPT yeah. for two years sure. or so and then 10 year intervals yeah, yeah. or something like that and one thing about that is I actually did not know um, you can become I, I could have become an American citizen back in like 2010 like okay. almost a decade ago yeah uh, but I didn't do it because Lithuania doesn't allow for dual citizenships right if you're o over 18 years old. Well, I did not know that there is a, um, a, an exclusion, like a, what do you call it? Like, a, uh, not an exclusion. Um, so my grandmother was uh, exiled to Siberia when she was young, mm -hmm. uh, back when Lithuania was occupied uh, by the Soviets. And because of that, because I'm a descendant of a, Sure. Soviet Union refugee, I guess, or the uh, exile. Uh, I am able to get a dual citizenship. You know. Nice. And at last time we traveled with kids. You know, we were coming back from Europe. From Europe. Yeah. And obviously, I get an X because I don't have a because I have a green card and like right. I have to show all the documents. You know. And my wife gives me this, Amy just gives me this look. She like, said, I've been asking you to get the passport for three years now. You know? yeah. I'm not traveling again to Europe if you can't. Was it again. easy to do though once you did it? So you have like, you, know, you and Amy have, and the kids have like both US passports uh, and Lithuania. Well, the kids are probably on yours, right? But you Ivy have does. I, when, you know, with the firstborn, you're just on top of everything. You're like, ah, I just throw it on. Why not? Uh, yeah. I just got her. Well, the reason I got her a Lithuanian passport is because. Um, then she's covered in the European Union. If anything happens ah, to her, right. yeah, she yeah, can, yeah. I can take her to the hospital and yeah. say she's a European Union citizen, sure. and and they have to take care of her. You know, so it's just health wise. It was sense. yeah, it was a no brainer. Yeah. And until she's eighteen, she can be a dual citizen. So she gotcha. so far she's the only one. But I need to take Dude. care of Jacob too. Yeah. Jacob is my. Uh, you know, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> second. It's the second one. But it's like, gonna be he'll, be, he'll be okay. He's going to be the middle child now. Yeah. I mean, I'd, no, I, he'll be fine. He's going to listen to this in 20 years. And he's like, okay, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm going to remember this forever. You know, that's, how I, that's why I turned out the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked. But yeah, traveling like, for me, it hasn't been too bad. Um, just when I don't have dual citizenship, I just have my, I have, a, you know, the green card, the 10 year thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't have like an American passport, and I haven't even looked into it to see if it's a way to do dual. I'm not really sure. I really it. want to. Uh, yeah. The only the only thing, uh, the two things that you can get with the passport, right, or the two rights, I guess, that mm -hmm. you gain are to vote, which I would love to do, yeah, and uh, right to bear arms, which I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, same way, <laughs> because I'm care. just not used to that, you know. Same. But I I I completely respect the constitution the you know the bill of rights and everything you know right um and i respect that some people well, just, just not love it they just love though, it is it like it's normal yeah, it's for kids normal. who have grown up in the states to have multiple guns in the house yeah that right? was crazy like, and me, like in high school i remember them having like gun yeah. uh, hunting guns like right. in the 
back of the pickup. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still the same, you know, yeah, but probably is. back then, I mean, early 2000s, I remember kids having it. Like yeah. they would go and hunt after high school. And right. that was crazy to me, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, a lot of people listening might be like, wow, that that sounds so weird to you know why why does that not sound normal to you well it's not like to to me like because we cannot own guns right you know like seeing people with guns back home would be maybe police in the airport and that was it yep exactly and i would i remember as a kid i would be scared to like walk next to the policeman like that yeah because it's just so uncommon yeah you know i had it took a while for me to get i say a while i had to like talk to myself to be like this you is have okay. to get used to it just, yeah like, we're not used to that are we yeah um now i like shooting guns it's a lot of fun right but i just like I, the I, debates I, between the no, it's pro and hilarious. anti it's it's fun to yeah. listen to, to sit back because you know you can't you, we don't have any say on we it, don't have right? any say exactly so yeah. like my opinion does not matter at right. all so i'm a true third party you know yeah. Uh, it's it's fun, especially the passionate people about it. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's, you get the both. Uh, I spoke about this on previous podcasts with um, uh, Rep Cindy Munson. and we were talking about the, the when we did that podcast. It was like a day after they'd passed the open carry law, and someone had walked into like Chili's or whatever with the AR, you know, with the M16 slapped to their chest. I'm like yeah. now that's a bit excessive. Like he's just doing yeah. that to prove a point. He's I know. Being a bit of a pain. Yeah, that's that's um, just. But yeah, I do love like I love going to the range. I love target shooting. Have you have you shot long range yet? Uh, no, like, I have not like, done a t- oh, target dude, shooting. I, that's a lot of fun. Like you know, shooting pistols is fun, but if you can go out and you can shoot from like two hundred to a thousand yards, uh-huh. that stuff is entertaining. Because okay. it's like very competitive, and for me and you being sports people. So what like, you're saying is that Oklahomans won't accept us until we do that, right? I've done it. So I'm, I've been accepted. <laughs> so you're you're uh, in. I, I you're, did, yeah. you're in. I, they, I got a patch and everything. Like, I am. I am in. You're right? in. Okay. Um, but I have to work on that. That's something you've got to do. It was a lot of fun. A couple of friends took me down to a place near um, Ninica, I think, and down there there's a range you can shoot up to a mile. Wow. Which we didn't that day, but we're shooting at a thousand yards. And I'm shooting at a, a two liter kind of bottle of soda hanging from a string at a thousand yards. Yeah. I can barely see it through the scope and I managed to somehow nick the bottle cap so I hit it. Um, what was funny was the guy who was showing us how to shoot, his daughter was there, she's seven, and she is hitting this bottle every single <laughs> and I'm like, she's seven years old. You know, I got like you know, three times her age, and I can barely hit this thing. Yeah. Um, but what, what's good about it is, like, you know, you, you got it in the crosshairs, you fire, and then you wait two or three seconds until the sound of you hitting the steel plate wow. comes back. I didn't even you. think about that. That was cool, right? Mm. And you have a spotter, and like, you know, that because for me, going to a gun range and shooting at like fifty yards with a pistol, I, I, I don't want to do that. It's not fun to me. But if you go and you're outdoors and you're shooting at a target that's on the hill a thousand feet, thousand yards away made me feel like shooter like that is one of my favorite movies mark Wahlberg yeah, shooter i was yeah. like i can do anything right <laughs> yeah. and the guy who was helping set up the whole thing you know set up the gun and everything like the wind and all that stuff like he did all that i would never be able to do that oh, i'd yeah. still be there today trying to hit that target <laughs> uh, but that, if you, that's a lot of fun if you want to try to do stuff stuff like that but yeah. um yeah that that's the one thing i was like i can i could do this that's that's fun but i don't i would not feel comfortable carrying something on my hip yeah, and I, it's not, I'm not comfortable to and I'm sure if I was taught how to use it and I'd do it properly that's fine but well, I think that that's what yeah. a lot of people that are pro guns they that's what they talk about it's just you you need to 
once you learn, yeah. you know, and you you study them and you understand them much better, it's it's just it, it's, it's like it, a part of them. Isn't yes, it? exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I just have such a limited knowledge about everything. Sure. You know, maybe playing Call of Duty back in college days. That's about as, far as it goes. That's yeah. that's that's the only na- reason I know the names of the guns. Yeah. Even if they're even if they're, they're real, right. yeah, yeah, if they're right. So I think Desert Storm was one that I used to play back in the day. It's like Desert Storm something. And then uh, like Splinter Cell was yeah, a big yeah, one, yeah. and then the first like James Bond one that came out was like so. Goldeneye or something like that. Uh, but you were pumped, obviously, to get the job uh, at Chesapeake during that uh, time. Devon, De- sorry, De- yeah. Devon during that time. What was your like role? I worked uh, in a treasury group there uh, for close to three years, mm-hmm. and um, then I actually moved to Chaparral Energy for about three more years. So where I did, I did uh, long-term planning uh, in the corporate development group. Yeah, that was a really um, hard but very very um, good job to have. It just yeah. had a great boss, um, just great experience in general. You know, um, what I really liked about. Uh, the job at Chaparral versus Devon, for example, is that at Devon is just such a large organization. You do a lot of, you become such a specialist, right? Sure. So like, especially in like being an analyst, mm-hmm. you do one thing, but you, you just do it really well because you do it all the time with, yeah. and you, you deal with that on a daily basis. At Chaparral, uh, I was able to branch out more and, you know, build long-term plans, just talk with executive management, you know, talk with banks. And uh, it was really, really interesting, really hard job, but very, very interesting. Yeah. And then, um, you know, my parents being here, oh, sorry, being in Lithuania and um, Amy's uh, mom passing 10 years ago, you know, we really don't have that uh, grandmother nearby, you know, that would help. And uh, when Ivy was born, that was a big reason why I moved to real estate, you know, because to have that freedom. Well, it's just, uh, it's how I'm still able to do things, but I may be doing them at different hours. Maybe it's going to be a weekend or, you know, there are a lot of times where I work 8 PM to 11 PM, let's say, you know, or something like that. It just gives me flexibility. If I cannot get something done, uh, during a day, if I have to watch kids, you know, I can, uh, doing in the evening, you know, and that, that was very, very helpful. And, uh, you know, with Amy being a pediatrician, we kind of talked about it, um, uh, just spending so much time studying and, mm-hmm. and, and working, you know, in residency, that was, uh, an obvious choice for, yeah, me, for me to make a change. It, yeah. For, for you to say as much as, and I'm sure you're probably the same way as I feel about this and very old school, like maybe the way you brought up in Lithuania, like the man of the house provides or a lot. Not, uh, I told thing, Amy, right? I, yeah, I told Amy, I said, like, you know, Amy, if, if I cannot provide, I have to yeah. work. I told her yeah. I have to work if I cannot. And I tell that to my friends all the time. Like, culturally, you know, that's tough to I just say to feel, you. Yeah. I don't feel, right. Uh, I don't, I just don't feel whole like yeah. as a man, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter like right. how, how much just, just having income, you know, on yeah. a monthly basis, just so, something about it, something innate, Right. In a DNA, I think, you know, or maybe it's more, it also, you know, that's how we kind of were raised, yeah. you know, a man uh, brings income. It's, I know that the kind of the so, social aspect of it has changed mm-hmm. so much over the past 20 years, especially right. here in the United States where, you know, both men and women work now and it's just, it's different than yeah. it used to be. I, and I, I talked with people that 
grew up here in the 50s and they said you were 18 you go and you would go to work and you right. were the man and you would have to provide you know now it's just different both yeah. you know a lot of parents work and you know just especially when having a kid too like if it's you know, yeah and i see a that a lot and, you know it's just you know. Yeah. It wouldn't have been worth Amy giving up what she does to take care of the kid and you yeah. going to work. And I like that they, they go to Children's Day out, you know, Monday, yeah. Monday Wednesday, Friday. That kind of gives us flexibility. You know, Amy's off on Tuesday, so we kind of just made yeah. it work, you know, to where I watch them basically on Thursdays. Amy watches them on Tuesdays. Right. And then we have CDO and evenings, you know. Yeah. So you just make it work. And, and when she got pregnant, I, I mean, I was panicking. You know, <laughs> she wakes me up. She wakes me up three. at six fifteen. You know, and she's yeah. like, "Hey, guess what?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "About to go to work." You yeah. know, and she goes, "I'm pregnant." And I was like, "What?" And I'm like having panic attack. You know, oh, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, like, I, I would. I would I freak out so, so much. I said, "I need time. I need time." I'm like, like breathing heavy. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm not ready for anything like that. Yeah, and. um and Amy felt bad afterwards. So she was, like, she was just then? really, really excited. No, we were like, we were, oh, you were trying. We were but trying, yeah. but you know. And I remember with the second one, um, I she kind of told me she's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm pregnant, and I yeah. said, no, you're not, you know. And then I go to bed, you know, I wake up the next morning, yeah. And there's a uh, what do you call the where the the lines, you know, yeah, the, yeah, what is yeah, that? Yeah. The, the test, the, thing, the test, whatever, yeah. yeah. The, so it's sitting there on that counter. So I take a shower, nothing, you know, like I'm about to go brush my teeth, and I look at the test, and it says two lines. You yeah, know, it's like, hey, me. <laughs> Are you pregnant? And she goes, "Yeah, I didn't want to wake you in the morning." <laughs> you know, it's like, so oh, it was funny. I just, I don't know. I just remember that that was just such a good moment. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like those reveal baby reveal sure, part. Like, oh, you know, yeah. it's just like it's it's fun to watch them online, but it's so personal for us right. the way it happened to us. You know, I I will always remember yeah. that. And know? what was it like the third time? I can't even remember. <laughs> Is that bad? Just that another thing. You're just pregnant. No, no I, she told me. I just, uh, I, yeah, she was, it was not. I yeah. was like, you've got to be kidding me. But I said, that's it. After three, that's we're it. Done. No, you're yeah, done. We're yeah, done. not happening. Yeah. When Jacob was born, we kind of both sat down and said, you know, doesn't feel like it. It just yeah. doesn't feel like Jacob is our little one. Was, was it a big, like, plus for you to have, like, a boy? Was that like okay, like because if you had another girl, from my dad, okay, because my I'm dad saying, like, was if you just had another girl, and you're like, oh, we got to keep trying to get. No, a boy. I, you know, when Ivy was born, I was just so happy. Yeah, it just is. It's, it's on. You just can't explain it. Like when parents talk about it, you know, it's just all cliche, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is. Like, so you can't explain it. What I tell people is general rule of thumb is, it's much harder than you think, but it's much more rewarding than yeah. you think. That's kind of in a nutshell, parent sure. parenting, you know, but. Uh, when Jacob was born, is my dad was uh, really really happy. He said it's just the lineage, you know. Yeah. I can I'll, I'll. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to you yeah. know to to him. It maybe will be bigger deal when I'm older, you know, yeah. just to continue the last name, I guess, you know. But um, to me, I just you know a lot of people said, so you're done now. Huh? You have a boy and a girl, and right. I, and I told them I don't think so. I just I still had the feeling that we're going to have one yeah, more you know yeah. well um i'll finish this before because i know we both got to go uh being a huge basketball fan and you know what what do you remember about us getting the thunder here in 0809 i i loved it yeah you know i just uh, I, I just feel like I, I remember how 
Oklahoma University basketball was the the I guess the place to go to. Like Amy's a OU grad, okay. you know. Uh, she has from medicine, OU medicine grad. So we we were we would go and like watch some games, games yeah. and stuff. But who was playing for them that time? Anyone who made the NBA? Blake Griffin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I just remember when Thunder. Um, started playing here there was just such a huge shift Mm -hmm. you know and just people going and they still are i mean you go to the thunder games it just it's so much so entertaining even you know just like i think that nba does such a good job with just an entertainment value too in general and um i really enjoyed it i don't know i i think that that has been such a boost to Oklahoma City, and as I yeah. mentioned at the very beginning, it's just it, it, it kind of put Oklahoma City on the map. Right, the Thunder. I really believe that. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, hopefully you get to go to a lot more games in the future, and the kids love it too as much as you do. Does I, Amy love you? Love basketball as much she as you? Does, no, I don't think you can love more much more <laughs> than me. You know, but I, I hope my kids. But she shares the passion a little bit. Oh yeah, okay, she good. she goes. She loves going to yeah. the Thunder games. You know, and I kind of she watches them. Yeah, you know, I don't know voluntarily or not, but she watches. Like, honey, there's a game on tonight. That's yeah, what we're awesome. Well, mate, I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been good to catch up. Yeah, I think especially you. recorded. This is good to share the story, uh, and I will try not to. I'm going to continue to practice saying your name so that when I say it in the future, I'm going to get it even better and perfect. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome, and look forward to catching up after this and in the future as well we need to after you have keep having more kids once that slows down no stop it and I'm sure we, <laughs> once we stop getting more dogs because that seems to happen too long uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have a beer or something so appreciate I, your time I appreciate it Mike thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.